Well, hello everyone, Tim Keeper, MyBTOnline.com. Welcome to our Wednesday night meeting. Yes, season is underway. It's underway and going. I'm sure many of you out there have worked many games. Uh, I've had my opportunity to work. We've got, uh, I think, Mike Billica finally got to do a college game. He's got his high school stuff's going to be starting. So uh, we appreciate taking time because what happens this time of year as we continue on is that you're dealing with football a lot. You might be doing some underclass games during the week, on the weekends, whatnot. So taking some time to join us live, we really appreciate it. So thank you very much for your commitment to the game of football and to get better because that's what we try to do here. Our mission is to prove the game through the official. And by you being here tonight, you're taking a step in the right direction. So I want to keep things fresh and moving and blah, blah, because I value your time. So we're going to get right to the meat of things here. But before, before we do that, let me, uh, let's, uh, let's bring in the gang here real quick and just so, they can, uh, just so they can say hi. So I think, let me make sure I've got everyone's mics on and we can, so that way they can talk. And we'll bring in, uh, we'll bring in Bill here. Well, first, uh, Mr. Bill Amagne, how are you doing today? Doing fine, Tim. Good to be back, getting football going and, uh... Um, you know, hate to say it, it's week two now. I know, week two already. It's pretty crazy. We also have Mike with us. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great to be here. I'm already sending out those uh, those emails to the coaches, to the ADs, getting us all set for the uh, for this coming weekend's action. Well, that rock and roll. We're ready to go. That's what we like to hear. And last but not least, we got Robert Yabara, man in the text line, man in the, the chat, doing it all. Robert's our guy. Robert, how are you? I'm doing great since we last spoke. Had 750 snaps, and I still feel bad about two of them. So this game is very humbling. <laughs> still feel bad about two of them. Well, you know what? That's just it. It's humbling, but we're going to get better, right? I'm sure you're going to get better because of it, right? In the end, we're not perfect. We make. Well, we tried to. We that's just it. But when 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 the ball snapped, you know, you got to be you got to be ready. You got to be ready to go. Yeah, you got to be ready to go. I hear you. All right, so I'm going to bring. We're going to. So just to let everybody know, change the format a little bit this year. We're trying to make it a little bit more boom, boom, boom. So you're going to see two plays. We're going to get to the pole right away two plays and then we're going to get to our discussion for the night. So I'm going to pull up the, the, uh, the Slido code. So you want to pick that up right now, pick up the Slido code and uh, don't worry, it'll be on the screen again after the first play. So uh, if, if you just, if all of a sudden, bam, it's gone. Oh, I, I missed it. I missed it. That's fine. Three, two, five, two, six, eight, nine Slido.com. That's the number. If you can't, if the, for some reason, the, uh, the, 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 um, the QR whatever isn't working so there it is all right so we're going to go to it like i said don't worry it'll be up again if you missed it we'll uh we'll get on our way let me make sure the poll is all set ready to go we're going to go to that poll here let's see what we got give me one second before we start this so that way we can get the poll ready to go all right. All right. So the poll is going to be up and ready to go. Play number one. Let's go to play number one right now. All right. We're setting this up. We've got a kickoff. You see, make sure you got a legal kickoff formation. It looks like we do. Here we go. Here's our kickoff. Now look at the receiver. Oh, we're going to show what happens on this one. We're going to play it all the way out. It's a 
It's a run back for a touchdown. Here we go. Oops, I want to hide those results so you can't see them. All right, here we go. Once again, you saw what the result of the play was. But now we're going to ask right there, that little movement by the receiver. We're going to show it one more time. Little movement by the receiver. Okay, here we go. And now you know what happens. We're going to show it again. Movement by the receiver. What do we got? So the, the poll question. For those of you who are, are ready to go on the poll, let me, uh, let me get that one up and, and running here. So there's the poll question. All right. So play number one, kickoff, touchdown. Is this a fair catch? Yes or no? Is it a fair catch? That's all I want to know. Is this a fair catch? Yes or no? Go back to the play so everybody can get another look at it. We want to know if the action by that receiver here, the short receiver, that little whatever, is that enough for a fair catch? Should this play have been stopped? So yes or no, there it is. We've got about 17 people who are participating, 19. We'll give it, we'll give it another second here for people to, to uh, participate. We're going to go to Robert last on this one. Um, Let's go ahead and look at the results. Let's look at the results now just to see with our 23. We've got 74% that said no and 26% that said yes. So it's not, it's not like 100%. It's a, obviously, it's, there's people who have questions. And it's changing a little bit right now so as more and more people vote. But that is the initial, the initial uh, reaction. So I'm going to bring in Bill on this one first and we'll go and see what Bill thinks. Bill. Is this enough? Fair catch? We shut this one down. Talk to what do you what do you got? Well, I'm one of those. I would never make it a talk to. You're either going to shut it down or you're going to let it go and and uh, and that. But um, he makes a motion with his arm uh, that can be interpreted that hey, uh, and I wouldn't say it was a legal fair catch, but uh, he's made a signal there. Um, shame on him. You catch the ball, the ball's dead. All right, Mike, what do you got? Well, as Bill pointed out, um, it's likely not a valid fair catch signal. So it wouldn't be a fair catch where they can put it wherever they want and, and all the other things, benefits that come from getting a fair catch. Um, but it is a dead ball. All right, so that's, that's enough for you. It's a dead ball. And uh, we're still about 70% that say no fair catch, 30% that said yes. Robert, what do you got? What do I deem the, foul, yeah. the play to be? Yeah. <laughs> invalid fair catch. Any any signal of any kind would be deemed as an invalid fair catch, and you shut it down. Okay. Now, do you? What is it? Anybody texted or anything that said any any anything? Yeah, Mr. Mike Brown, my man here in Aurora, Illinois. Invalid fair catch. Well said, Michael. So All far, right. that's the only comment we have. All right. Uh, so, you know, the question is set up is, is that a fair catch? No, by rule, because he didn't wave his hand uh, in a fair catch signal. But could the poll have said, is it an invalid fair catch? You know, that's that's kind of the question in this regard. Well, I mean, that's a good point. Um, you could have gone either way. Maybe that's why some people said no. And that would be a good comment if somebody had a comment. I'm going to go back to the play. I'll tell you what I think. Uh, I think in this one, I... Uh, you know what? If I saw that, 
I'm killing it. And I might not even, I'm just, just going to kill it. Say I saw them give a wave. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to think twice, most likely about it. I'm just going to say, I'm not, you know, if the coach says, well, what happened? What happened? He goes, he put his hand up, he waved. And I, I'm not going to call an invalid fair catch. I'm not going to call an illegal fair catch. I'm just going to call a fair catch. We're going to spot the ball and move on. And I, to Mike's point, yeah, do they have the, I'd give them the option. We got a fair catch. Let's go. Because in the end, is, uh, is the receiving team going to be happy about this? Possibly. But you know what? They don't, if, if you stop it at that point, that second part doesn't happen. And so they don't know what would have happened. They don't know it would have been a touchdown. And you'll see it on the film that the kid did do wave. That's just where I'm going. I'm not even going to, if I see that and I see it, I'm just killing it and just go, I'll go right to the coach. I saw the kid wave his hand and then we're moving on. That's, that's my thought on it. So, all right. Let's head to the next play, unless Robert's got something that he wants to add from the from the text or anything. Can like I that. add one comment, Tim? Yeah. All right, Bill. Bill, uh, go for it. What do you got? In the, in the event that you know, it's one thing if you blow it dead, and now the kid continues to run, and there's some action or something like that, that you're going to flag him for running with a dead ball. But if if we're late in shutting this down, okay then I'm not going to penalize him that he ran 10 yards and I went, oh my gosh, that was a fair catch or a signal. Um, so if it's on us that he continued to run, you are you would not add any penalty yardage to it. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, whether – and, you know, that's one of those where it's like – the co- I think it's a free one. I think it's one of those where the coaches try to bait you into calling that delay a game. I mean, it's got to be so obvious that the kid, even if this was like a normal fair catch situation, I mean, I, I want, we've talked about this before. I want to see that kid, I mean, really like running. Like, and when you blow your whistle, you don't, you know, to kill it, he doesn't stop. Do you agree with that one, Bill? I mean, you, you want that yeah. one. You don't want to split hairs on that, right? No, not at all. All right. So we're going to move on to our next one here. So. I'll get the next, like, so the final was 67-33, but Robert's point that, well, is it a valid or invalid fair catch? It was a pretty simple question. All right, we're going to go to our next play. Here we go. So you can see it's about, uh, looks like first and 10 or something. It's hard to tell the box. 17. See a little pitch there? And then we've got, we've got a lot of stuff going on. All right, here we go again. You got to change this question. You got to change that? this question. You you asked, is it a backward or forward pass? And the answers are yes or no. <laughs> is it a backwards or forwards pass? I think I wanted this one to be. Um, well, here, let me change it real quick. I think I can change it. Yeah. All right, give me one second. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn off the poll here. So you it probably went away just for a second. Let me let me change it here real quick. All right. Thank you for pointing that out. Tim, you do an amazing, Tim does an amazing job being nimble and adjusting on the fly. A true air traffic controller, man. Well, I mean, I've always thought teachers and air traffic controllers have a lot in common. Because I I find myself (laughs) in this position, spur of the moment, 21 anxious students looking at me, waiting. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. All right. I love it. All right. All right, let's try this again. Let's go present. 
Literally on the fly. Literally on the fly. We're, <laughs> we're, we're fixing it here. Um, all right. Let's go to our next one. All right. It should be up. Here we go. Forward. Yes, it is. If I misspelled, if I misspelled something, don't don't uh, get me. All right. So, pitch is this backward or forward? Backward or forward is now is now the response. It's now the correct response. So thank you for for uh, your patience. All right, let's play it again so everybody gets another another shot at this. All right, here we go. You got backward or forward. All right. I'm gonna hide those results. One more time. Here we go. Pitch backward or forward. Now I will say mechanically. Let's talk about it mechanically here. Doesn't I don't care at the at this point. We'll give everybody a chance to to give an opinion. All right, so based off of this, who's gonna be, who's gonna have the best angle of this? Sometimes the line judge takes responsibility, like in the college mechanics, he's got the backward forward, but in high school, it just kind of depends on, on your mechanics as a crew, how you wanna do it. But in the end, somebody has to look, and I think that the, the official at the bottom of the screen, the one that's always going away seems to have the best angle, in my opinion, has the best angle of this, but in, this is one of those where, you know, punching forward, backward, that type of stuff. I'm a fan of, of punching back, backward because now you're communicating as a crew that this is a backward pass. You know, a lot of people, we, we've, I, I posted a video today about fumble mechanics and about throwing your bag in the backfield in high school really doesn't have any, any um, bearing on penalty enforcement. But... And, you, and you're not gonna throw your bag on a, on a backward pass muff, but sometimes that tells people you've got a, a loose ball. I'm not saying you should do it, but I would punch back because that way me and my other wing official are on the same page and, and I'm not, and, and I'm hoping that that official, even if they thought it was an incomplete pass, they're going to look at me and see what I have so that way we're on, this, we're on the same page. Now, you could say, Incomplete pass is always an incomplete pass, so I'm going to just come out and wave it off if I think it's incomplete. But I would hope on a play like this you take a second to take a second look because it is, it's very tight. So let's go, to the, uh, let's go to the poll results here. We'll pull that up. We'll show the results. All right, so 88% have this as a backward pass and 13% have it as a forward pass. I'm just going to ask the group real quick, if you have something different, raise your hand with my panel. If you have it as a forward, I'll go to you. Otherwise, if you have it as a backward, I, I don't think that's going to be disputed too much because you can, look at, you can look at where the quarterback is, number 17, and he's at the big line, and where does the kid, now it's just, this helps us on film. We're looking at it from an angle, but where does the kid catch it? He catches it right behind, behind the big, or touch it behind the big line. He never actually catches it. He muffs it. So now you have to ask yourself, what do you do now? How do you officiate a play like this? Well, hopefully you haven't blown your whistle, and hopefully you, know, you come in and you make, make a call. These guys, it was recovered, and, they, and I thought this crew handled this, this well in that regard. So 88%. I'm with you. I'm with the 88%. So thank you very much. We're going to go to our our next one in a little bit. So we're we're going to put the uh, we're going to put the the poll on hold for now. But don't worry, you'll get your shot. 
to talk more, to do more in the poll. I want to go to our, our presentation here real quick on some of the stuff that I want to talk about today that I think are, that, that's kind of relevant to our, to our discussions. Just kind of reminders. I like to do this as well. Like I said, I like to start out, get everybody thinking, you know, wet their whistle, so to speak, and, and now we're off to our, our presentation here. So let me get that up and ready to go. All right, so our presentation for this week is about forward progress. And it's just a reminder about what forward progress is. We're not really even gonna show a lot of forward progress plays, but, it's, but it, we're gonna show more about spotting the ball. But in order to spot the ball, you need to know about forward progress. You need to know what forward progress is. This is right out of the definition of forward progress in high school. End of advancement of the ball toward opponent's goal line in runner's possession. Forward most point of the ball. And this is a, an important one. That I, I'm gonna actually go wide on this because I want everybody to, to catch that, this last one because I think sometimes we confuse this one. So th this is, it's airborne player making a catch. It's the furthest point of advancement after possession if contacted by a defender. So with this, where this comes into play is when the receiver goes up airborne and is actually going back towards the ball or towards the original line of scrimmage. Catches the ball, is contacted, and then driven back airborne, maintains possession throughout the entire process of the catch, but then where do you spot the ball? Well, in that case, you spot the ball in high school as long as you maintain continuous process of the catch, you continue that action, you then put the ball at the furthest most point where he was contacted airborne. Reverse that, you don't have contact, same exact play. Then it's where the player is down. That's the difference, you have to have contact. I think there's a lot of test questions on this one where the receiver goes up to catch the ball and he's over the goal line, airborne, and he gets hit and driven back and it's taken down at the one or two yard line but maintains possession of the ball. High school, that's a touchdown, it's a touchdown because he's possessed, or he was contacted by a defender and he maintained possession. In, um, if it's the other way around, meaning like he catches the ball on his own coming back, no contact, lands at the two, well, it's at, it's, at, it's at wherever his forward progress was when he hit the ground. It's not, he doesn't get the goal line in that point because he, uh, he was not contact, contacted by a defender. So that's an important point on that one that I wanted to, everyone to remember. So this is getting back to our, our spot in the ball. What do we do with the chains, okay? There's actually rule about what to do with the chains, believe it or not. It, and I don't, you know, we don't spend a lot of time on it because it's like it's just the chains. But go ahead and check it out. Um, remember, when the line to gain and change of possession. So when we have the line to gain for the chains, I'm going to show you this one. So in change of possession, remember, we want to try to put the ball on a line. And what I mean by a line, we want to try to put it on a yard mark if, if one exists on the field. So try to do that. just makes it easier for everybody. And it's, people say it's cheating. It's not cheating. If you're putting the ball where, you know, when a, it's a change of possession or like an interception or on a, uh, or on a kickoff return or even a long first down run, you put the ball to start that first down starting on a line if you can possibly do it. There are times there are there are exceptions to it, and here are you know there are a couple exceptions. We're going to kind of get into that here in a second, because change of possession previous spot, and what that means is that, and that well I'm even pull up the other one and safety or a touchback. All right, so when when you 
have the ball, you know, here's first down, here's the back stake, and the ball, the tip of the ball should be at the back stake. So this should be on the yard line if you can. This is where the tip of the ball should be at the back stake. Why? Because if they get to the front stake, tip of the ball hits the front stake, that's first down. So now you have a change of possession on a fourth down, okay? So you had the ball here, and let's just say they didn't get any yardage. So it's still, it's third and 10, now it's, it's fourth and 10, and now it's gonna be first and 10 the other way, all right? It's still right here. What do we do? Well, technically, the chain is supposed to go to the other side because they do get the, they get the point of the ball. But this is one of those times where if it's not like inside the five yard line or in, if you move the ball, this is just Tim Kiefer's personal opinion. You do what you want, but the rule says the chain goes the other side, okay? I say we can just slide the ball back and then now we're, we're back on our yard line. That's me personally, because a length of a ball like that in the middle of the field isn't gonna matter, and from a stat standpoint, from people actually keeping track, and for you as an official to be able to mark that, I don't necessarily have a, a problem with it if you do it in a way that makes sense. If not, you have to put that chain on the other side, and then for that series, you're actually at the front, of, you know, you're, at the, you're kind of beyond the line and not at the line. So keep that in mind if you do move that chain, but that's where, because they get that, it's the ball. It's the same thing when the ball goes, if you're, if you're running the ball out of the end zone and you mark it, and when you mark it, the back end of the ball is touching the white. It's just like the reverse. That's a touchdown when the offense has it. When you do it the other way, it's, it's a safety because the ball has to get completely out. So just, just keep that in mind in regards to the, the chains and how you do that. So spot mechanics, sideline officials, this is, your, this is your thing. You are responsible for those forward progress spots. So make sure you, you, you get with your buddy and you guys are in a pregame. If you don't work with somebody, try to have some sort of pregame if you don't work with them all the time. Even then, make sure you're trying to line those spots up because it's important and it looks good and you don't want competing spots. The other thing is you want reverse uh, or cross field mechanics. There are times where the official on the other side, even though he's away from the ball, is gonna have a better view of the ball and can it also help. It can also help when you're just marking it and you're lining up so that way your umpire can just look at you because you're lined up with your, with your uh, other official on the other side, even though you didn't have the spot, it makes it easier. They don't have to turn around and then you don't have to look at their butt when they turn around and, and, and spot the ball. So they, they, can, they can have the, the butt look at the other way. So, and it just, it's, it's for efficiency, it makes the game go a little bit better as well. So as, as if you're a silent official, make sure you got those spots on four progress. You've got it, line to gain. You need to know line to gain. We're not the college yet where we get to let the clock run all the time. It's, if it passes the line to gain and, and the chains are behind you, whether you flip flop or not, you don't wanna be looking over your shoulder. You wanna know what that line to gain is. Even if you're the line judge on the other side, you wanna know the line to gain is because what happens when you have a play that goes out of bounds, you have to pivot or gets right to, it gets right to the sideline, and he's actually inbounds, but you don't know where the line to gain is. So even as line judge, even when you say, oh, I, I always got the chain across from me, you wanna still know where that line of gain is. Now, referee, I'm gonna throw this one to Bill here real quick, and uh, I'm Bill, forward progress by referee, and I, and I even put this up here, line to gain, you know, knowing the line of the game, but also that the box and the chains, and you know, and what about the quarterback, the quarterback sack? So all that stuff is the referee.
first question for you, do you ever have four progress as a referee? And, and making sure that all this stuff, the line of gain is set, the box and the chains are set and stuff before we move on to the next uh, series are all important. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? You know, I'll, I'll have a, a look at uh, a quarterback who's hit and driven back. Cause I, I have to, but the problem is I have to move with the quarterback going back as the defender takes him to the ground. So I try to get, at least get an idea of where it is um, and maybe even reach my arm out and point uh, as to a generic spot uh, for the wing official to come back and take the, and take the spot, letting them know that, Hey, it's not where he's going down. I want it up a couple of yards from here. Um, but other than that, uh, I'm, I'm looking at it from behind. So, uh, uh, forward progress is not normally a, a, a thing I'll take as a head, re as a referee. Yeah. So like you said, we can kind of help. We might have an idea, but in the end, we're just kind of, we're helping kind of like if we had seven, like a deep official helping a short, short official where it is, we're, we're just helping as a referee. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, it's not forward progress, but the only time I really have kind of get a spot is if I think there's a suspect intentional grounding, this quarterback's uh, in panic mode, throwing a ball. Um, I might, might not throw a flag, but I'm going to go to the spot he threw it from and then look to my officials. So in one breath, I'm, I'm kind of doing a progress spot because uh, that's where we're going to do a penalty from. Uh, but other than that, no, when it comes to the runner, it's not mine. All right, cool. So now the last thing uh, is the umpire. Now, <laughs> Mike, I'm going to bring you in on this one. And, and you know, I, I love my umpires. I work, work with lots of good umpires. And I've been an umpire or center judge now, even like a center or an umpire in the backfield or whatever. Why can't a lot of umpires figure out how to spot the ball? Like, why do they always put it where you're not as a why, – why? And if you want to comment, you want to text Robert, umpires out there, why don't you ever get it right? Well – Maybe I'm exaggerating, but a lot of times I'm like, I'm standing right here and now you're a yard off. What, what do you attribute that to? And how do you handle that as a wing official? Yeah, as a wing official, if, uh, if I'm having problems with the umpire spotting the ball, I'm going to ask him to just take it from the far side guy. Sometimes when he's <laughs> a little bit too close to you, I mean, the, 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 um, kind of the angle looks a little wrong. He gets spun around um, and he just, he can't quite see the line, especially on a grass field with a crown. You know, just always get the far side official. You got better perspective. But, uh, but yeah, I, I honestly, if they do it all the time, I know as a referee, I don't want to spot the football ever because I'm almost always way off. So, you know, I have sympathy for the umpire. Yeah, it's just funny how it happens sometimes. Um, so I will say this, though. Uh, umpires, and we're going to have a couple of clips we're going to show here, but under two minutes. So a lot of umpires, you know, they, they believe like there's a force field at the hashes. There's this force, imaginary force field that if they go through the hash mark, bam, they're going to be, you know, electrocuted or something. Good umpires can get sideline to sideline. You know, it's, it's a different game now. It's a different, you know, umpires are, are not the you know the roly polies that they used once to, used to be. They they are part of us. They're part of our officiating crew. So getting out there and getting those balls, especially under two minutes, we should not be throwing a ball around under two minutes uh, in a half. 
You need to get out there, get the ball, because we've shown plays here where bad things can happen when the ball ends up on the ground with very few minutes or seconds left in a game or a half. So umpires, this is just a reminder, make sure under two minutes you're going sideline to sideline and getting that ball and spotting it expeditiously because it's just going to make the crew look look better. And, and that was the other point is that we, we move with a purpose in those situations, but we don't rush. There is a difference between you know, hurrying or rushing or being expeditious and moving with a purpose. Just so I hope people under, understand the difference there. So that's, that is the, um, the presentation part of it, but we're going to have a couple film clips to go with this just to kind of illustrate the points of some of the stuff we're talking about. Before I do that, I'm going to bring Robert in because I'm sure Robert's got some, some comments from some umpires. No offense. I, I love my umpires. I umpire. I got my you. I'm umpired. But Robert, um, uh, I'm sure we've got some comments out there. Yeah. In defense for the umpires who are not present, uh, they claim it's, it's just frustrating when they see two wings and they're not mirroring each other and there's two different progress Absolutely. spots. Absolutely. It's frustrating for me as the wing because I know I'm right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. It's like, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Truly. And then Gene Jackson had a great comment on spotting as a referee when there's a sack behind the line of scrimmage. He just believes that his angle's wide enough where he would have the best judgment on where that progress ended. So No, and you know what? I think sometimes referees can. I just want to get Bill's opinion. I appreciate it. And, you know, and sometimes as a referee, I, I know, you know I have a good idea where that forward progress was stopped, and, and I want to help out. I just want to say, hey, it's, it's right here. And, and I think a lot of times the wings appreciate that. Because especially if they had some sort of pass and they were looking downfield, and they're going to be kind of guessing anyways. So, you know, to help them out, I think, they, I think in the end, I know if I'm, I'm a wing, when I see a, a referee, you know, pointing or, or helping out, I, I do appreciate that. So, so I appreciate Gene's comment as well. One, one last question we have, Tim, is yeah. when, when as a wing would you make a point to correct the umpire on an improper spot? Is there, is there a distance... <laughs> Where you kind of let it go. We're going to hold that because we've got okay. that come. We have that coming up right. for for discussion. But I heard Bill say something. Bill, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, here's one of the things. If an umpire's having a problem where these two guys aren't lining up, I think there's two things. Number one, he needs to have a conversation and get that corrected for future times, whether it's for the second half or for the next game, uh, so they get on the same page. The second thing is, if it's critical time. He, sh he needs to pick, get the ball out from one side. And when he turns around to go back, he never looks back at the guy behind him again. He takes and puts that ball down, looking at the guy across from him. And because if he has to get to the middle and turn back around to where he just came from, he's blowing time off the clock. Right. That's Good important point. to the team. He Good needs, he's, he's got his back to him. He looks opposite. And if all of a sudden that's not a great spot, he needs to get that corrected at halftime or after the game with, with the crew. Right. And we're going to talk, we got a play coming up that you're familiar with that we're going to talk a little bit about that and that situation about that's why it's important for those cross field mechanics to be active as not only the umpire, knowing that your, your two wings are going to work together and, and to be able to not make you have to do that spin, especially late in a half or in the game. All right. So our first play here, it's going to kind of illustrate, this is not a poll play where I'll let you know when the poll, the next question's ready and loaded, but that's, this has nothing to do with this. 
I'll let you know when that play comes up. But this one's just more of an example play to kind of go through some of the points that we were just discussing. So you see that you see the down and distance. It's fourth and two now. Big lines involved, okay? 35-45. This should be pretty easy. So this is the first part of this play. You're going to see what happens. You're going to see you've got, looks like he's down about, oh, maybe the 46. Now look at our, our, our sideline official at the top. So our sideline official at the top, he's kind of in no man's land in between, in between two yards, okay? Now you see our umpire come up and get the ball. All right, so now we're going to go to the next, the next play in this series. All right, so now you see where the chains were set. The ball got moved up to the 42. And you see the line judge at the bottom of the screen correcting this, saying, no, no, it was at the 41. And the H at the top had already set the chains. The umpire put the ball, had gone off the H. Going, I'll go back to the previous play so you can see exactly what happened on this fourth down. And it's, I mean, the ball's there. It does look like, it opens up to the line judge. You don't see on the film, but he would have this spot. And I don't think the H up the top here is going to have a great look at it. So I would give him that. But in this instance, now we've got this. Now we're coming in to correct this after we've already blown the ball ready for play and set pretty much set the chains. Okay. And now, I mean, this is... This is what we're going to do. We're going to back it up. Now the H is on board. Oh, yeah, back it up, Mr. Umpire. Back it up. And here we go. And now we're rolling, we're rolling again. So to, to Robert, you know, he said that this, this was a question that came up. Well, this crew obviously felt that this was big enough to move. So I'm going to bring up Mike because I know Mike works wing Mike. On a situation like this, first down, yeah, it was a tight fourth down play. Now we've already kind of set stuff. Are you are you coming in and making a making a change like this? Middle of the field? No, this is not significant. This is not a big enough change. Um, maybe inside the twenty, sure. Inside the twenty-five, maybe. The closer I get to the goal line, the more serious one yard becomes. Middle of the field, first and ten. It's first and ten. Let's roll. Yeah, I I, I appreciate that, Bill. Do you, if you're the referee, would you want on your crew? I mean, obviously we want to try to get it right the first time, but do you want this move like this? Absolutely not. I, I want this either handled right uh, with the umpire the first time or leave it alone. Okay. I, all right. I like that. And then, Robert, how about you personally, or is anybody texting in with any questions or comments on this? I haven't seen any comments or questions, but I agree with, um, with Bill and, and Mike on this one. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm going back to this one. If I'm letting this one go, and then I might have a conversation. This is the first half. It looks like it is. Uh, it looks like it's the second quarter. So yeah, I'm having a conversation at halftime about this. That hey, you know, whoever messed it up. If I'm the line judge, maybe I'm coming in a little harder. This was, you know, you, you're going back to this now. Was it a clear? This um, this is the previous play, but this is a fourth down play. Okay, so if I'm the line judge down here. And this happens, now he's over, but he's not over, over. Like he's, I'm coming in. You're gonna see me coming in now at, at the bottom. This is a tight, I mean, this is a fourth down play. You wanna kinda, in my sense, show a little bit more sense of urgency and get and have a presence. Do you wanna go all the way in? Not necessarily, but you, I definitely should see you on the film. And I should see the, the headlinesman, the H at the top, coming in as well, because this is a fourth down play. 
I think I think that would help get get the spot uh, a little bit more you know accurate on on that regard. All right, so let's go to our let's go to our next play. Now this one I'm going to set up. This play um, before we get to it, it's it's at the end of the game. There's 19 seconds left to go in this in this game, and uh, it's just understand that it, this is crunch time. The score is six to nothing. And the team that has the ball is the one that is down, uh, down the six. So unfortunately, the view, we lose some of the stuff on the clock, but you're going to get the gist of it. So right now, it's 19 seconds, and the ball has been snapped. All right, so the clock is ticking down, 17. Now, you've got, you've got this down. Now the team, the offensive team is out of timeouts, okay? They cannot stop the clock, and you've got 11 seconds to go, all right? And it's third down going to fourth down. So this will most likely be the last play of the game regardless. Okay, nine seconds. I'm going to back it up again just so everybody could see. I just wanted to set it up correctly. All right. So now you got 12 seconds. Going to fourth down, nine seconds. No timeout. Now look where the umpire places the ball. Now we're going to lose it here. Just for a second, because the way the, the, the unfortunately the film jumped around a little bit, but you see where at the top of the screen where the where the uh, line of scrimmage official is marking the ball, and you see now where the umpire put the ball, and now there's five seconds to go, and and team A, the team in blue, mm. does not mm. have any timeouts. Okay, so I'm gonna let this one play out. I had to stop it because you're gonna see. It's gonna, the camera, unfortunately, the, this particular broadcast jumped around. So you're not gonna see what exactly happened. Um, we're gonna jump ahead a little bit because um, they do this replay. And so there's stuff going on right now that you're not seeing. This is the replay. Um, but you're gonna see once they go back to live action, they stopped it. So the wing official, the stopped it in order to reset the ball and then they rolled it and the game and the game ended right there because there it is the game ended right there so I'm gonna I want everyone to think about this it's not a pull one this is just we, we need to talk about handling a play like this and I'm gonna bring Bill in first on this one because Bill uh, knows this play and I've been waiting. I've been waiting six months to show this play, Bill, because it's an important play. So just walk us through it. And, and and if you were the supervisor of this, how would you have wanted it handled? Yeah, this was in one of our international tournaments. Um, I, it was a women's tournament too. But um, you know, who decided whether they were going? I won't say decided the game, but who decided whether they were going to get a playoff or not? And that was the officials. And again, the umpire running the ball back in, um, I don't want him turning around looking, but I sure hope that wing on the far side had matched up to a spot and was trying to get the umpire's attention as he was coming back to the hash to put a ball down. Um, you know, there's a part of me that says, well, if you're going to, if you're going to shut it down, then we're going to, you know, there, there is a loophole in the college and IFAP rule that says now we can go on the snap because 
we stopped the clock and it was out of the team control. Um, but the other part to it is, is that you got to make a decision here. Is that two yards? If you can't get the umpire's attention for his initial spotting and he's put it down and got out of there, you got to make a decision whether, whether that two yards is, is worth stopping. And I, I say, no, let him, you, you play it right from there. Yeah. Uh, I be different if we were down inside the 10, the two, the one, you know, uh, but again, um, if they're going to have to crank one downfield uh, uh, to win the game anyway. So I would, wouldn't like the spot, but I'd say they should have left it alone. Yeah. I, here's the thing. The right thing happened here, but it, the wrong thing could have happened. <laughs> They didn't get to play off, but if, if, which is interesting to me because the offense pretty much had a shot to do a freebie and, and they didn't. So the, the right thing ended up happening because I go back to the play and if you see the time, like I said, I was walking through so everybody could see it's at the top left, you know, 18, 17, 13 now. And now at this point you're looking and you're going, all right, they're not even hustling to the line until now. And there's only five seconds. So four, three, are they going to get set to run that play? It's, it's, it would be very difficult for them to do that. And now what ends up happening is that we stop it and we give them the opportunity. And then it's just crazy. They just don't do anything with it. So I think in the end it works out. Now, one last point I'm going to make on this one. And you heard Bill, and I agree with Bill. And if Mike and, and, and Robert have something different, then just pipe up here after this and we'll, I'll get to you. Or Robert, if anybody has a question or a comment, let me know. I mentioned this earlier. We talk about it's crunch time. Umpires going sideline to sideline. And I said, you know, you don't want to hurry. You don't want to rush. But you want to move with a sense of urgency, a sense of efficiency. This official is in a hurry. He's rushing. See him how he's, he's not, he's just running. He's not paying any attention to what's going on. That is rushing. That is, is being too quick and not allowing yourself to still officiate. Yes, we want to do what we can to get that ball down to give them an opportunity. But we also don't want to have something like this happen because we rushed it and we didn't take our time. We need to move with a sense of purpose and a sense of urgency but we don't rush or hurry. I hope that makes sense to everybody. Uh, Robert or, uh, or Mike, if you got anything else, Robert, just raise your hand, let me know, otherwise we can move on. I see Robert raising well, the his only, hand. The, the only thing I wanna to say, Tim, is, is you're spot on with, with your vocabulary in that regard. We did have comments from our viewers that said, look, they used the word panic. <laughs> you know, obviously there was a sense of urgency there, but <laughs> urgency without cause, you know, move a purpose, right? Um, right. Someone even uh, suggested this is a great opportunity to just simply get on O two O and said we're at the thirty two whatever uh, line mark it is. Yeah, I mean all those all those comments by the viewers. You're thinking positively, strategically, in in and you're moving with purpose, and that's that's best practice. Yeah, you know, sense of urgency, sense of not panic, but you know, rush, hurry. No, we want to be efficient. We want to do what we need to do. All right, guess what? It's back to pull time. So put your officiating caps back on and here we go. We got some more plays to run through. So I hope everybody got something out of that. I appreciate you taking the time and, and uh, hopefully you'll be better now if that happens in your game. All right, here's our next play. This is uh, 
this is a, a college game that I was on, but doesn't really matter. The point is the same in high school. So let's watch the play here. I'm not going to give any hints on this one. You can see everything you need to see, all right? So here's the play. All right, there it is. Once again, it's like second and about five. Quarterback and shotgun, turns, throws the ball. All right, here we go. The pole is active. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and pull away, as they say. <laughs> um, here we go again. I'll show it one more time. And then we're going to hopefully get some people tell us what we got here. So things now I will, I will help some people along, all right, just to consider. You, you know, in order to have t intentional grounding, we, we have to know, was the quarterback under duress? Is he throwing the ball away to conserve time or yardage? Is the quarterback out of the free blocking zone? Does the ball get back to the line of scrimmage if, if the quarterback is out of the free blocking zone? These are all things that we need to consider. Okay, so now let's go. Let's go to the pull here. Let me uh, get that up and ready again. All right, let's go to the pull. Let's show the results. 76% said yes, intentional grounding. 24% said no. Okay, if you are any yes or no, we got 21 people who participated and you'd like to text Robert and tell us why, or in, those, in the comments of the Q&A, Robert can look at those as well. Let me know, because I'm gonna go to Robert, because I'm gonna be interested to hear why some people, I almost was gonna make this like a, a fill-in one, but I just wanted to make it easier for everybody to, see, to, to, to participate. So, all right, so I'm gonna walk through this play, because this play was, I'm gonna tell you that intentional grounding was called on this play by me. And, and here's, after, after watching the play, I wish probably wasn't called. And here's the reason. It might still, you know, Bill might, might agree that it should have still been called. All right, look at the guy at the top. I want you to look at the, the motion, the motion player at the top coming down. All right, he comes down, and the defensive end, or it might even have been a, a safety or something, hits him. This is a legal hit. This isn't a hold. It's not a... It's not, you know, the running back being held so he can't get to the ball. This is a completely legal hit. He's coming across. He could be a potential blocker. So, he, he, look, he looks like he could be a potential blocker. There's nothing wrong with that hit. But now the ball ends up going to where maybe that guy was headed. Okay? So the question is, is that as a referee, what do we do? What's our mechanic? Our mechanic is, all right, now we see a ball away. Now as a referee, going with the bill set, I need to know where that ball was thrown. Okay, now I need to know if there was an eligible receiver in the area because I'm watching, I'm watching the quarterback. And I don't know if you can see, it's a little bit grainy, but the referee, who is me, is pointing to the H, who's at, or the, 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 the official at the bottom saying, do you have anybody? And the H isn't doing anything. The guy at the bottom isn't doing anything to the point where he finally gets on the radio and says, no, there's no receiver here. No, no receiver. Okay, so the information provided to me, there was no receiver. So what do we got? 
That quarterback is still, that quarterback is still in the free blocking zone. He's still in, and he's being pressured, and it appears the ball is being thrown away to conserve yardage. Okay, so this is intentional grounding under that circumstance. But with this player being this potential uh, receiver, eligible receiver, being legally hit, but then being knocked off, wouldn't you think that maybe a line of scrimmage official would see that and say something and maybe make that judgment or at least talk about this? So I'm going to start with Bill. Bill, on this play, you're the referee. Do you want the, the, the sideline official to come to you and give you this information? Does that change your call? Does it make you not call intentional grounding? Does it say, ah, oh, it doesn't matter? He, he, there was nobody there. What's your thought? Well, I'm the guy that knows if he's in the tackle box, out of the tackle box. Um, I know if he's under duress or not. But the other officials are the ones that are going to tell me about a receiver in the area or if the pass got back and across the line of scrimmage or not. So they have a piece of information that influences whether I put a flag down or not. Um, To say that nobody saw this number, uh, the guy who came down in motion there, well, somebody was responsible to see what he was doing to see if what was his motion legal. Was he moving forward at the snap? I mean, somebody should have been watching this guy. And then somebody should have been looking to see if the contact he made or the contact made on him was legal. We're responsible for all those things. So for nobody not to see this player is not acceptable. No, I agree. If I'm, if I'm the wing official, if I'm that official down there, I, that's my, I mean, we talk about keys and priorities, but it's also about officiating. That guy's coming across, and there's no other receivers. There's no other blockers in the area. I better see that and then know. And if, if I, now I'm going to reverse, reverse hat. If I was that official on that sideline, I'm going to the referee and saying, we had a receiver. He was right there. He got knocked down. You're good. Let it go. I'm going right to him, and I'm giving him that information. Or maybe I'm even just pointing to that guy on the ground. So that way... I'm not, I'm not saying I got, yes, we got that. Cause if I'm the, if I don't have anybody, I'm going to go to that referee right away. And I'm going to be like, I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody. So if he sees, if the referee sees me coming to him, that means that, oh, he doesn't have anybody because he wouldn't be coming to me. But if he points or gets on the radio three or whatever, then I don't care. I'm done. It's off the hook. We just, we, we're, We've got a receiver. I don't care if it got back to the line of scrimmage. I don't care if he was out of the tackle box or out of the free blocking zone. It doesn't matter at that point. Okay. So I think this should have been handled a lot better mechanically, and I would have liked to have seen it done. Uh, if Mike has a comment, I'll go to Mike. If not, I'm going to go to Robert here real quick. Robert, does anybody text in and, and, and pick yes. up? Did, did a lot of people pick up on that? They did, but we do have some viewers that are being forthcoming and say, we cannot predict routes by eligible receivers either so the flag has merit and we have viewers that claim listen referee threw the flag did is there a receiver near where the pass was thrown no because i don't know where that receiver was supposed to go you're making an assumption yeah he was supposed to go that route but he got blocked and prevented to go there well he could have gone out on an out route just as well as he could have gone on an in route so i'm just saying what the viewers are commenting tim uh, they would support the flag by the referee. Bill, I'm going to go back to I, you. 
I'm going to go back and tell you that I'm not putting a flag down until I've got information from you. Uh, okay. He's throwing it right down at his feet. I don't have a flag because I need more information. The second part of that is, is that, yeah, it's not our job to quote, to be mind readers about where they're going to run. But the bottom line to it is if they're in the area uh, and they've been contacted or, or that, the whole purpose of allowing a passer off the hook is to, there were too many injuries on passers. So they wanted to give him an opportunity to throw the ball away and live to play another down. So they're giving us an out on not calling this. Take advantage of it. And I then turn it. your microphone on and say, there's no foul for intentional grounding. There was a receiver in the area. Yeah, I, agree. I love it. I, I, if I'm the wing official and I, I appreciate the comment about, yeah, you can't, you're not a mind reader, but this isn't a mind reader. This is, I see a guy coming across who is a potential receiver. He's a potential receiver. Is he still a potential blocker possibly? Yes, but he's also a potential receiver. And he gets knocked and the ball comes out right after that in that general area. I'm looking for the out. I'm not looking for the flag. That's what, I mean, the, the, I, I would rather have the out than the flag personally. And I think that's how, that's the, I mean, that should be our, our, our mantra. We try to not throw flags. We throw flags when we have to. In this one, I don't think you had to. I didn't have to. And if I would have gotten that information, I would not have. Period. End of discussion. I think that's where we're at. All right. Let's go to our last play here. Um, let's see what we're going to do. I want to. Uh... We do have, we, you know, guys, I think. If you don't mind, this because yeah. this, this has gotten a lot of traction since you guys have been talking. First of all, Bill, what you said is a golden nugget. Uh, thank you. Everyone appreciates that. Our, us viewers are trying to elevate our game up, and, and we have a couple of just legitimate questions. Define in the area is a question because they don't know if there's a parameter set to that. There is Tim. none. It's called judgment. Okay. Really? Okay. It's called judgment. Yeah. And in this case, I'll go back to the play. I'll pull the play play up here again. Let me get let me get it up here. So you go back to the play, and the it would be the judgment of the sideline official. That's really it. It's the judgment of the sideline official. If he felt that that right there that this area that this receiver potential receiver was headed that way, and that's enough in the area. And that the only reason he's not there is because of, of legal contact. I want to be very clear. It's a legal contact. Then it's his judgment. If it was his judgment that that player was not going that direction or that this contact, you know, doesn't have anything to do with this quarterback throwing the ball away and he's got nobody there and he's adamant and comes to me as the referee and is adamant that there was nobody there and that there was nobody in, in his judgment there was no sure. eligible receiver in the area. Now it's on you to make the call because I don't know if, as, as, as a wing official, I don't know if that guy was in the, or outside of the free blocking zone. So now it's on you. Boom. Now it's on me. So hopefully that, what's the, what's the next one, Robert? Yeah. Okay. So th this, this is, this is one where viewers, I just want to let you know, you're being heard. Um, out of respect, make it be their association is going to follow the best practices and, and, and we're aligning with you and, and, Tim and Bill, of course, on this. There's there's no doubt we're going to align with you. But there, there's just some deeper trying to understand this. 
where in the rule book does it really have any language on where the receiver needs to be? And don't we give credit to the defense for making legal contact from preventing the receiver to be in the vicinity? So you know what? Who wants to throw flags? We don't want to exactly. throw flags. That's what whoever's out there nitpicking the little rule book on this one. Yeah, this is coming from me. You want to quit our organization? Fine. No, don't throw your flag on this. You're looking for a reason to throw your flag. Why? Why are you looking for a reason to throw? Let's look for a reason to not throw our flag. Okay? That's the most important thing. Look for a reason. And no offense, okay? You're allowed to have your opinion. Go ahead. Throw 50 flags a game. It's up to you. I don't care. I bet just better not be on your game. Because this is one, it's not in the rule book where, you know, to no intent of a receiver. You're absolutely correct. It's not in the rule book. But this is called judgment. This is called officiating. This is called being a student of the game, understanding what that player was supposed to do and understanding that, yes, the defense made a good play. Thus, you have an incomplete pass. You're going to third down. That's the good play. It's not to penalize somebody in, in, in high school. It's an additional five yards. It's a spot and a five and a loss. I just don't, dis- I, I don't agree with that at all. Personally. Love the passion. Bill, I mean, Love the passion. I, in, in all sincerity, I, I, I think we we actually did learn a lot from this play. So it was it was healthy. It's a healthy exchange. Yeah, I just wanted to share some perspectives from the viewers. But I think you know the best practices that you and Bill have shared. We we hope to embrace and then bring to our game. So well done, Bill. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, we we may not be reading minds about where a guy's supposed to go and you're not taking away a, a play by the defense the, the they're getting an incomplete pass we're moving to the next down right um, exactly you know, it's about <laughs> game management you know game management absolutely bill game i don't management. have the Mike? greatest eyes in the history of the game so i'm gonna but i'm gonna go with the best philosophy on how to officiate a game i know i think it's great i don't think you're gonna get much argument on this if you have this if you call, if you don't call intentional grounding and you say number such and such was on the ground and he was in, he was headed that way. And that was my judgment. I don't think you're going to get a ton of argument from the, uh, from the opposing team personally, Mike, you know, I, you've been kind of quiet on this one and we're going to have to call this a night, but uh, I have a lot more plays. We'll get to them next week. But uh, Mike, what I'll, I'll get, I'll let you give the last word and, and, and uh, on this and how you would rule or what you, you think, and maybe you're on, you're in agreement with all of us. Oh, I just love what you're saying about the communication. You know, I think that the referee is in terrible position to determine what that where that ball goes. We're in bad position to determine whether there's any receivers in the area. So we're fully dependent on our crewmates. If they come and tell us that, and then we look at the film later like this and say, boy, we should have just gone to the next down. That's a conversation for the crew to try to get better. Um, it's It's not a situation where, sorry, my wife's calling. It's not a situation where, um, we need to beat ourselves up about it, though, because you did the right thing. You listened to your crewmate. Your crewmate gave you the information. You put the flag down. You move on. You you do better next time. But the Slido folks, the people making comments, much like Robert's commentary, there's a lot of people that are looking in the rule book to try to find a way to put a flag on this. And uh, I like your game management commentary. I think it makes a lot more sense to go to fourth down, go to third down, loss it down, move on. Move on. Once again, no offense to anybody. I mean, I got a little, little passionate there because <laughs> what we're trying to do is we're trying to, to elevate, like Robert said. We're trying to make everybody better. And, 
and rules, if you want to hang your hat on this one because you felt that the rule doesn't give you the option of saying, well, there was no receiver in the area and it doesn't matter how that one that player got down, fine. And you want to put, you want to go to the rule book, fine. That's what you got, okay? But I'm telling you right here that best practice, and you heard from everybody, lots of experience that this probably not, if we can pass on this, I would have liked to have passed on it. I threw a flag on this, okay? I would have liked to have passed on it. And if I was the wing official, like I said, reversed, I would have talked my referee off of it. I would have, I would just would have gone, gone and said, no, you don't, you, you're good. I hope I would have saw that block. I hope I would have saw that action as I'm required to, should do, and be able to provide or, or uh, providing information to the referee to move on. Hey, I want to thank everybody who took the time. I really, really do do appreciate everybody. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. I, I, I mean, thanks a ton. R really appreciate it. Thank you. I think you're still muted, Mike, but I see your voice. I see it's, your lips. It's muted. football season, baby. It's time. We're here. There we go. Exactly. All right, Bill. It was fun, right? I told you I'd show yeah. that play. We've been waiting for a while to show that play, but I told you I'd show it. Yeah, it, it, it was an interesting evening with some good stuff. So, uh, you know, but again, just uh, manage a game. Just uh, don't try and invent it or have the greatest eyes in the history of the game. That's the goal. And Robert, uh, I see you finishing up there. I'll bring you in now, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being I here, Robert. I loved it. You know, I... I'm, and all sincerity viewers and also Sarah, well, thank you for your comments. We, we encourage you for comments. And Tim, that, that was one thing where I just wanted to share some of the viewers statements and, and thoughts yeah. because the, the whole point of meeting a lot in these discussions is to understand and, and, and align. Right. And, uh, and I think we have, we had a great exchange, very healthy exchange. And I thought that was well done. Well, and that's why we do it. I don't know. I don't know if it was John Smith, Bob Walters, Johnny Rockets. I don't know who said it. I don't care who said it. I appreciate you taking the time to text Robert or go on the Slido and say what you needed to say and give us your opinion. So that way I can tell you you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. But like, seriously, like, like I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you did that because then we can have this discussion. And maybe we convinced you, maybe we didn't convince you. And that's fine. That's okay. That's the way it is. We're all going to be better in the next time because we had this great discussion on it. So I had a lot more plays. Sorry we didn't get to them, but this one, we spent a little bit more time on than I thought we would. But I appreciate everybody being here. We're going to be back next week. We're working on a member appreciation event in the Chicago area. Hopefully, we're going to have some more information on that soon. Um, it's going to be uh, in October. We sent some emails out on it. Continue to look at your emails. Thank you for being here tonight. I'm Tim Kiefer from uh, MIBT Online, and I want to thank, uh, all, like I said, I appreciate all of our, our guests, everybody for being here, taking the time out of their day, and we will catch you, and you taking the time out of your day, and we will catch you next week. So long, everyone.